1: We have the power to get, to maintain, to create an internal experience for ourselves. So p- how we feel or yeah, basically how we feel. And then that how we feel is what creates the external. I think that's our power. Once you realize you have the power to create your own reality, then you start to get to choose your truths. There's something inside us that is unique. And part of our awakening or purpose on this planet is to be that. And this, like the first part of this, knowing who you really are, is all about knowing your power and and defining your truths.
0: For more than a decade, Jenny Gain has been working intimately with manifestors and empowering women around the world to transform mediocre lives into experiences of true abundance, joy, and love through leveraging principles of the law of attraction. Having studied intensely the power of the mind starting at age nine, and additionally through her degree in kinesthesiology, years of experience as a law of attraction coach, and now best-selling author and founder of LOA Skills Camp, Jenny has had a unique behind-the-scenes perspective of what works in true vibrational transformation, and she's been guiding individuals in virtually every area you can think of. Please enjoy today's interview with today's Person of Purpose, Jenny Gain. Hello, Jenny Gain. Welcome to the People of Purpose podcast. Wonderful to see your smiling face in uh, sunny Florida today. How are you?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Tanner. It's it's great to be here. And I know it's even earlier for you than me. Tanner was making fun of me a little bit because he's like, it's not that early. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, it's 8.30 a.m. for me, 9.30 a.m. for you. And we're here to talk about um, your journey, your purpose. I'm really excited. Um, Seems like I know you said it's early, but you look full of energy. So I think we'll do just fine today.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the cool things, like even just jumping in there is part of this life that I've created very intentionally is the flexibility and the freedom to kind of do what I love when I want, where I want. And that mm-hmm. is part of this. So a lot of that, you know, my days usually will start around 10 and 11 is when I jump on a call and I'm doing other, you know, kind of personal work before and kind of the, what I call alignment work. But that was something that was really important for me in my days to have that in my lifestyle, to have that sort of flexibility in the, you know, what I'm doing for my career stuff.
0: Of course. Yeah. The flexible lifestyle is wonderful. It allows you to kind of like follow your flow state a little bit more. It exactly. Seems like.
1: So much space for that. Yeah. I think we, we don't kind of acknowledge or give that enough credit, that place where to follow that inspiration. We just, our lives are so full.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm happy to have you on the show today. You filled out our our guest document. And when I read it, I was like, wow, this girl has been a master of this since nine years old. This is really exciting. (laughs) Um, Maybe not
1: nine years, maybe not a master since nine. And I don't know, I feel like I'm still in this process of mastering. I don't know if we ever get there, you know, but yeah, lots of practice. So since I was nine, uh, I've been just exploring the power of the mind to put it in a really kind of basic way, just understanding that our thoughts have influence and power over how we feel and over how our life shows up and, and our experience that we're creating this idea that like, I'm so passionate. It's not even an idea. This, the reality that we get to create a reality, like every single human on the planet has, has an experience. And it's not because life is so different for everyone. There has to be some element of like, what's going on inside us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there, there's some connection here between what happens inside each human and what they experience in their life. And so I'm just so, so, you know, passionate about helping people discover, that connection for themselves and how they can like be in their power, in mm-hmm. terms of creating the kind of experience they want in life, which obviously yeah. has a lot to do with their purpose and following their purpose.
0: Yeah, exactly. Get yeah. so you get. I heard a couple of things like you get to create your own reality, your own reality, be in their power. Um, yeah. How? Do, yeah, I guess there's a lot of questions, but you said it's connected to purpose how do you see this being connected to purpose? Cause I think on one hand purpose is something that like you have a, a calling or a duty to fulfill. It's not as much as like, I'm creating this purpose. It's like, I'm, I've been given it since birth, but then there's another interpretation of like, maybe m- my, my purpose is to be creative and define what, you know, I can create in the world. So how do you, how do you think through this?
1: Oh, such a juicy topic. So I, I really align with um, Eckhart Tolle's teachings on purpose, and he defines it as like, you have an internal purpose and an external purpose, and mm-hmm. that every human shares the same internal purpose, which is to, like, basically awaken, right? Become the best versions of ourselves, and to realize our fullest potential, to kind of get out of our ego-identified mind place and really live connected to our soul place. Mm -hmm. And that's, so it's like a really, it's about being, our internal purpose is just about being present with life, with who we are and not not restricting this flow of life. Mm -hmm. So that's the internal purpose. And it's a very brief general description. And then the external purpose comes from, the internal purpose. So we could also talk about the internal purpose as like a state of being. So when we're in a state of joy in in any situation, we're now inspired to take different actions or creativity can kind of come out through us or we can be creative from that internal state. And so this external purpose is about the actions we're taking and the things we're doing. And I yeah. think that's a lot of what people people only think about the external purpose, right? When they're like, I gotta find my purpose and live my purpose. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just looking for what to do. What can I do that will fulfill me? Kind of thing, right? And I think we actually get so off track because there's no action. There's nothing outside of us that can fulfill us that can solely fulfill us. It has our, our experience of fulfillment comes from inside, right? Have you ever experienced Tanner, like doing something and it feels great for a little while, but then it loses its like juice. It doesn't feel the same anymore.
0: I think most things are like that, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's like a great example of how we we can take an action, but if we don't have first the internal kind of what I call alignment or state of being, then we're not we're not experiencing that action as powerfully as we can.
0: So are you saying we're not sense? ready to re- you're not ready to receive the internal benefits of that action? Is that what you're saying?
1: I like I really I think we work from the inside out. Yeah. so I don't think like I think we can we have the power to get to maintain, to create an internal experience for ourselves. so h- how we feel or yeah, basically how we feel. And then that how we feel is what creates the external. I think that's our power. So instead of like doing things or accomplishing things to make us feel a certain way, right? So I got to like make this much money in order to feel like I'm a good person. We have the power to use our thoughts, to understand, to connect that, hey, we are a good person. We have innate value. And then from that place, then we can do things and accomplish things in a much easier way, Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So like when we talk about creating our reality, it's like we do it, we create our internal experience and then the law of attraction responds by bringing you things that match that.
0: When we create our internal experience, we're not creating from some external uh, measurement system or external events coming into our life. We're measuring it off of like, do we feel abundant? Do we feel alive? Do we feel free? Do we feel happy? Do we feel inspired? So it's about conjuring yeah. up those feelings first.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. And the difference in that is like, we're, we're taught our whole society is taught and conditioned to take action and work hard to get what we want, that that's mm-hmm. the measurement of success and worthiness and value. And we that is one path we can do that, but it's not so enjoyable and it's a lot harder in terms of effort than it needs to be. So, mm-hmm. when we do it this other way, when we control what we can control, which is inside of us, right? Then we let this law, like the law of gravity that already exists, match and bring us the stuff and the steps and the path a lot easier. It doesn't mean it's not going to require, of course it requires action and effort, but it's in a, the experience of that journey is so much different. It's so much more enjoyable.
0: (gasps) For sure. Definitely. Of course. Well, let's break down your journey a little bit. I want to start like with kind of where you, where you came from. Um, I think it's always, it's always, it makes it relatable um, you know, cause a lot of people listening are on some part of their, their path of purpose. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people are most likely towards the beginning part of this. Um, and so I want to kind of hear the beginnings of your journey. Like, where did you start to feel these like tensions of like, oh, I can manifest my purpose by going internal and conjuring up these feelings to have these external events that, you know, allow for me to have a purposeful life how how did that transition for you take place? Or have you just always been this like wise sage around these topics?
1: <laughs> well, um, definitely it's been a journey for me. And I didn't even uh uncover the law of attraction or like come across what the law of attraction was until I was about 24 when I read mm-hmm. my first like Abraham Hicks book. Um mm-hmm. and so or a little bit younger than that, early 20, 20 or something. Anyways, um and so I've been, I was always interested in self growth, like being like mindset stuff. And I went to school for that study, the mind body connection, but I never really had the clarity of like how life works. You know, I was still always questioning like, well, how do I get that? Well, there must be something better. Like there was always this question or this sense that it could be better, that it didn't have to be like seeing so many people struggle for work all the time and spend their whole life working and just basically seeing a lot of unsatisfied people. There's this sense, right? Like it's gotta be better than that. Like <laughs> That question about life was all like, why are we here is, was often. So like, what's our purpose was always floating in the back of my mind. And so when I discovered the law of attraction and how it works and this idea it, everything just clicked. And so I read that book, I started practicing it. I started exploring the law of attraction and it was just so natural. Like it just, everything just made sense. And so I could start to apply it and I would talk about it and I get so lit up like talking about it. Um And then that's actually how I got into coaching and teaching is, you know, one of my friends said to me like, Oh, you're basically my law of attraction coach. And I was like, well, what does that even mean? And then, um, and then obviously I uncovered, I'm like, Oh, this is this, I can, I can do what I love and make money doing what I love. And this is amazing. And so it's been just a constant unfolding. And and the more you're on this path, the more you naturally learn and grow, um, and, and know it more and more. And I think the biggest, one of the biggest, biggest shifts is when you see it happen in your life, like you experience Mm -hmm. the power. And so, which is like a conscious awareness of how you're creating your life. So everybody's always creating, everybody's creating their own reality right now, whether we know it or not. Right. And so once I I was traveling, when I first learned about the law of attraction, and then so I started to pay attention, I started to pay attention to how, when I feel like this, or when I have these thoughts about a relationship or what's coming up, a friendship, a relationship, and I can see them play out. Like, I'm like, when I, I know that I have negative thoughts about this person in my life and my experience with them is very stressful and then mm-hmm. I watched as I changed my thoughts and feelings about that person, how the relationship changed. Or when I changed my thoughts and feelings and stories about a situation, say it was work in my life, um, I watched that unfold in my life. And so as soon as you start to pay attention, it's everywhere. And the more and more you experience seeing it happen in your own life, you just start to live this mm-hmm. way, like live very powerfully and, and feeling connected with life.
0: Yeah. So your, your conviction to the truth of this, um, this, this ability, um grow and grow and grow to where it just becomes like this unwavering faith that, you know, you do these things again. And
1: yeah, the evidence is undeniable. And like the biggest thing is you feel it. You know, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite kind of truths to come back to is like, how do you know something is true? Like, how do you know truth? Because there's not one truth for everyone in this whole life, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You, so, you know, truth by how it feels, like there's some sort of inner something within you. And so as you walk this path, there's some sort of acceptance within you, you start to feel and, and accept your own truth. Like you start to realize, okay, this is true for me, the more you're experiencing it. And then you get to choose and you get to choose what you want to be true for you. By if you're accepting it into your reality in your life.
0: Gotcha. Let, let, okay.
1: Let me see if I can, I want to give a, a more specific example. Cause I can see that's kind of like way abstract. So like, let's say how we're conditioned in our world. Like you grow up, think people telling you, um, Oh, so this, one of them that I get that I grew up with, and I don't know why, but it was just there, I guess society is like, you have to work hard to make money, right? That's one for a lot of people. You got to work hard to make money. And so Because it's just that conditioned belief, like on some level, we've accepted that as truth. But when you realize you start to create your own reality, you start to question that and you get to ask the question, is this true for me? Do I want this to be true for me? And Mm -hmm. most people don't want to have to have to work hard to, you know, live and, and make money. And so soon as you open that door to a new possible reality you can start to create a different experience for yourself. So it's just first like asking the question, what if that didn't have to be true for me? Mm -hmm. Now you're going to have a whole world that's going to show you it's true, but is it true? Are there people that have money and make money that feel joyful and that it's easy? Yes. A hundred percent. So cup, right. So coming back to like, what is a truth? Well, if people make money easily and people make money working hard, what is true?
0: Right. Right. right? So
1: we get through. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah. I've noticed uh, in the entrepreneurship path, uh, you meet these people that uh, are working five hours a week, four hour work week, 10 hours a week, whatever. And they are, you know, they have a $10 million company or whatever. So it's like, you see, you start to see actual examples that there's that go kind of counter to like the traditional beliefs. And then, and then, then you're like, well, is this the truth I want to adopt? Absolutely. And then you find yourself having to decondition, unlearn, deprogram what you were raised around. And then, you know, I go to like my grandma's house for dinner, my mom's house or whatever. And they're asking me about, you know, what are your goals in your business and stuff? And I'm like, my goal is to like work less and make more and have like an awesome culture and doing yeah. that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. That sounds like a great dream. But like, yeah, so it's like- like get it's to
1: reality here, Tanner. Come on, be
0: realistic. <laughs> I'm like, well, I just read a book about this and I just, my, we just met Max who I just interviewed about his business and he's, you know, selling it for a hundred million dollars and he works three hours a week. Like, I think I can do these things, you know? So it's like, it's like choosing what to work on. And it seems like you first work on yourself to discover different truths than you were probably raised around is, is I guess a big part of this, the work that you have to do. Is that, is that what you go through initially with clients?
1: Yes. That's an amazing way to kind of generalize it is like you get, you Once you realize you have the power to create your own reality, then you start to get to choose your truths. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, what do I want to be true for me? And then you just start to practice that and you start to step into being that person.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. And so if we tie this, if we kind of connect it to purpose and why this is important is that. I really, I believe like we're all here for, we all have, we're all unique, right? There's something inside us that is unique and part of our awakening or purpose on this planet is to be that, is to express that. And like we talked about before, it's going to come out in actions, but Mm -hmm. if you first find out who you are, if you first like walk the, find out and know who you really are then though the purpose, the external purpose comes out naturally. Mm -hmm. And this, like the first part of this, knowing who you really are is all about knowing your power and and defining your truths and like being that person who is being true to who they really are. And then when, from that you're, like I said, you're naturally inspired to the action. So for, you know, one person it's going to be, some element of creativity and artistic or singing or acting mm-hmm. another person that's going to be managing people. And it's going to be getting creative with systems or in innovative. Like there's so many different ways this purpose or this, the inner truth can come out, but we first right. have to like connect with that inner truth. Otherwise we're just trying to control things outside of us and manage things outside of us, which we actually don't have control over.
0: What do you think are our most like limiting, limiting, like this sounds so attractive to people. I would imagine you don't get a bunch of people like, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want that. But like, what are the biggest objections or limiting beliefs when you first are working with people, you know, or for meeting people in your life, um, around, you know, these concepts.
1: Yeah, the biggest shift that like takes a while to to really fully embody in, in a it's a mindset shift that I or individuals are a hundred percent responsible for how they feel. Okay, and how you feel creates your experience. So Mm -hmm. when I, when I, you know, start to introduce this idea, when we introduce this idea of like, okay, great. Yeah. I can control how I feel. And then someone say they're running a company and someone, and the company does a bad month or has a bad client or something. And then their reaction is like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. I was, that was wrong. They were, and I'm like, oh, in that place, are you, are you controlling how you feel? And they're like, no, well, he did this to me. Like I don't control what he did. So it is this, it's a major, major shift of, of instead of giving away your power, you actually fully own how you feel. And when you make that shift, when someone makes that shift of starting to take responsibility for how they feel their whole world will change. Their whole world will change.
0: What did your world look like? Uh, did you ever have a time where you didn't take you know, control over your feelings and your reality? And how did you get through oh that? Oh my period? gosh, yes, totally.
1: <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if I fully mastered this either. I think it's a continuous evolution, but When in um, partnerships or relationships, I always used to blame the other person. (laughs) I'm like, this didn't work because they're like that. They're too negative. Or even with friends and family, like relationships was a huge or business. I learned this everywhere. Okay. So relationships, when if a relationship isn't working out or if we're getting into arguments or if they didn't do this and I'm feeling upset, that is all me giving away my power. And that Mm -hmm. happened- over and over and it was a huge kind of wake up and there was a couple two or three big shifts within me where i was like oh that relationship it wasn't that they were bad to me or something or that they weren't a, they were too negative it was that i was also a part of that right cuz everything is a co-creation and so it's really it's uncomfortable at first to realize we are a part of creating our life experience sometimes, but it's so empowering. And so an example in business or career, so a lot of people you were saying a lot of your audience is like stuck in work. They're they're working in a place they don't necessarily want to be and they want to make that shift. And mm-hmm. so it's super super important to step into your power as a as an employee in this company and realize you have, we have a choice of how we're responding to this work environment. So say the boss comes down with a new thing and you don't want to do it or you're required extra time learning to manage your response instead of just reacting is what's going to create the space for you to create something different. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, of course. So it's like, how you, how you process News. Uh, yeah it's it's also about being mindful to your reaction and not letting that create you know because the opposite effect can take place when you're feeling negativity when you're feeling scarcity when you're feeling jealousy anger fear those things can create external realities for you as well Uh,
1: absolutely and my favorite so like in my coaching and teaching i talk a lot about like vibration and we know what vibration we're kind of communicating to the world by how we feel. And so if we're in a really negative work environment and we're feeling a lot of negativity and we're on some level, we're aligned with that. And so we can't, we can't wait for the work to change. I mean, we can change jobs and that sometimes helps, but we always take our vibration with us. Mm -hmm. So if we're feeling really negative and we're always triggered by work and we're like, this place sucks, I got to get out of here and we go and go somewhere new, it's going to be great for a while. And then you're going to create the same or a similar experience because you create by your vibration, by who you're being. And that's, that's you. So you've got to shift what's going on in you before you're going to have a different experience outside.
0: And what, how do you recommend people um, come back to this? Cause I get that, you know, you can hold this as an intellectual concept in your head, but all the intelligence goes away when you are frustrated, angry, pissed off, and and you don't see that this has been a pattern. It takes some, lots of times it seems like it takes some major wake-up call, like a big trauma to happen or to hit rock bottom before you're really like, you know, fully committed to this. What, what do you recommend people do to like set up systems in their life that can remind them of, of these truths, especially early on when they're learning how to make them habits?
1: Yeah, that's an amazing question. So I do believe that process that you described of like having uh, this wake up call or hitting rock bottom. I think that's one way we wake up. And, but I do think there is a, I don't even want to say new, just a different way where we can We can wake ourselves up. That's what like this consciousness is about is Mm -hmm. instead of waiting for it to get so bad, we can start to pay attention now and create more of what we want now, create new from a place of consciousness, from a place of awareness, from a place of feeling good. We don't have to wait till it's so bad. We don't have to be forced into the change because that's often just letting the struggle build up and build up. And so the thing to practice is your awareness. If that's the only thing you practice, that will begin to open and shift and change things. So this kind of shifting is way easier than we most often make it out to be. And so if all we do is pay attention, that's always the first step is like, just noticing like, Oh, how do, what are my thoughts about this? And how do I feel about this? Because mm-hmm. before we, if we don't know that we can't shift it, we don't even know there's something different, right? We're not aware that there's a different option. And so, and in order to be able to like, what the question you ask, how do we catch it in that moment? We have to get develop a sensitive awareness, We have Mm -hmm. to be more aware more often. And the only way you develop your awareness is by practicing, by starting to pay attention. And, you know, like the simplest way could be set an alarm for three times a day or one time a day and say, when it goes off, it's like, how are you, how are you feeling? What are you thinking about? Yeah, Like, what's your focus right now? How are you feeling Mm -hmm. right? What are you communicating to the world right now, to the universe, So, you just start to pay attention to what's going on inside you. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And then what happens, and it's super cool, is what you can catch yourself in the middle of a reaction, right? Mm -hmm. So, something goes off, and you say you're looking at your bank account, you're like, oh, there's no money. Then you're like, oh, you can catch it right away. You can catch your reaction, and then you can say, oh, is this how I want to respond? And then you can, you have choice in how you respond, but that first, first, most foundational place is awareness.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's important as, I mean, a common thing, almost every guest on this show has is they have some sort of meditation practice, some sort of journaling practice, some sort of like, yeah, time to, in space to create awareness and consciousness. Um, Yeah. I think another like little thing that I would add is like during these transition points, like, you know, let's go back to the employee example. You know, it's 1150. You finish your work. You have about 10 minutes till your lunch break. Let's use these 10 minutes to be like super mindful about what we're doing to get back to that. Like Abraham Hicks talks about how you need to like get back to that kind of like neutral state to to be able to, you know, get back in your power. Um, yes. You know, you have all these like little like um, I don't know circuits that are like kind of going and you can like bring them back to like a place of stillness. And then you can create the, the more positive you know, energizing ones as well. Absolutely. So I think during I these, that. during these transition periods is really important. You know, it's like going to the bathroom, can you do something mindful, you know, around that time, lunchtime, yeah. walking outside, getting in your car, um, about to step into, you know, a, a hard conversation, Rather than like just unconsciously bringing our baggage into these things, we can stop and pause. And it doesn't even need to be long. 10 seconds, 30 exactly. seconds, something
1: like that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I call that. So when we were talking earlier about like coming back to what's true for you or coming back to your truth, that's that place. That's that place of truth is that inner kind of connection. And I often call that like grounding your ground yourself in your truth. Like just come back for a second to who you really are.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, beautiful. I lo- I love like uh, yeah, nerding out about these things. It's really fun. I know. Um, So your purpose statement, did, you say. Wait, go one ahead. One question:
1: How did you get into this? Like, what was your path?
0: I would say probably a few different of the po- few different podcast guests really solidified this for me. I've had this podcast for four years now, and yeah. towards the beginning, I had on some impactful people. Um, I was living in San Francisco teaching and doing a one-year master's program. And it was just so overwhelming. Like I was getting paid almost nothing. Um, I was working about 70 hours a week. Um, the school I was in was really challenging. Like a lot of the kids were like behind on their, you know, their, their, performance and like we're acting up and there were fights at school every week and all this kind of thing. And I was just like, really like challenged in every area of my life. And at the time I was in a long distance relationship with my, um, girlfriend, who's now my wife, uh, yeah. who was in Thailand. Cause I had been in, living in Thailand before that. Um, yeah. And I, I just started like listening to, yeah. Abraham Hicks was probably my first uh, big one. It's like, doing her like morning wake up meditation thing. Today's will be a good day. Today. It's we'll so cool. yes. like little <laughs> mantras, you know, um, yeah. that's probably where it really started. And then I started to see it take shape. And, and then I just started to just like really trust it. You know, it's like, I need to whatever. Yeah. Like make big jumps in my life. I was just like, feel these things and like, well, that feels good to, you know, if you can step into this future reality that you're considering doing, like moving to Thailand or getting married or these like big decisions, um, I would like step into that future space during a meditation and be like, I feel really peaceful. I feel whole. I feel good about this. Like, let's make that decision. Um, yeah. And then I would notice like when my vibration would get low, it, it, I think it's important to like you can't expect yourself to always just be in this high vibration. Um, I think that sometimes that external reality is more powerful than what you've conjured up internally, because maybe you are not, you know, you don't have enough food, you don't have enough energy, you don't have sleep, your stress levels have been high for a long period of time. I don't think it's completely your fault sometimes that you like, maybe the external reality can bring in that bad vibration. But yeah, it's like not letting that like tear you down and ruin you, I think is important as well.
1: That's like um, a great point is that is talking about blame, because I think that's one of the biggest things like sometimes we're like, okay, I'm not supposed to blame other people or I'm not supposed to blame the outside. And then we bring it right back on us. Fine. It's my fault. And mm-hmm. that doesn't serve us either. So my favorite, what I teach is like, does there have to be blame? Can you, can you just release blame? The, the, does there need to be no, can we do no blame in this situation? What if it didn't have to go anywhere? Right. Yeah. And cause that, cause blaming ourselves or even like when we know we've manifested an experience, we don't want blaming ourselves does not help us shift out of that. And so, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, have- and I, I think nowadays the person that influences me a lot in this space is uh, Joe Dispenza. Do you know his oh, work? Yeah. So great. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I do his okay. meditations like a lot of mornings. Um, that's awesome. On the weekends, I try to do like an hour. He has like a couple, a, a few that are like about an hour or more in length and those get really deep for me. I really, love Yeah, him.
1: that's so cool. So when you were talking and you're saying like you kind of go inside to see if these decisions are for you, when we talk about purpose and like following that path, that's where we get that information, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're kind of quieting your mind and going inside, you can get those answers. You can get that uh, guidance based mm-hmm. on that place, uh, tuning into that place inside you. And then you know what the the next best step on your path is.
0: Yeah. And it's incredible about how like, you know, when you're running a business, you have all these like um, challenges and problems and things you've never seen or experienced before. You're constantly at the edge of your comfort zone um, yeah. You have to you know, step up and, you know, deal with this fire or build this thing or, or put down this $8,000 payment, hoping that it will return a benefit. There's all these things that you have to do. And I think it's really productive to like not be productive for a while and like sit there and, and like feel, feel, feel. And then somehow the work gets done for you. You get these like clear visions of like, these are like the two or three things I just need to do right now. And those are put in motion, like this domino effect that like, you know, this, this problem will take care of itself. I don't need to like play whack-a-mole and like come up with instant solutions from like my thinking brain. There's something much deeper in there that will inform my intelligence at the right time in the right space when I feel the right way. So my, the work is getting to that place.
1: (gasps) Exactly. That is like what this is all about is like tuning into that inner place and like letting that guide our actions guide mm-hmm. our our next steps and trusting that inner place cuz you mean you said it perfectly it is so much wiser than what the answers our brain will come up with our mind our mm-hmm. mind is amazing but not at controlling or determining the how of things
0: yeah exactly for sure i 100% agree with that yeah Thank you for listening to part one of this interview with Jenny Gain on inspiring others to know their truth and discover their power by serving as a vessel of unconditional love. Be sure to listen to next week's episode as we wrap up our conversation with Jenny talking about the Law of Attraction Skills Camp, her most powerful manifesting stories, and much more.